Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. The Mach 1 Market Moment Podcast starts now. This is the Mach 1 Market Moment with David Lee of Mach 1 Financial Group, serving you in Northwest Arkansas. And David Lee is here today to answer some questions from the mailbag. And David, I'm Ron Stutz, and we've got the first question for you today from Saul in Gentry. And Saul says, I own my office building, but have considered selling it when I retire. Would I be better off to keep it and collect rent from a new tenant or sell it and invest the assets? Yeah, good question, Saul. And, you know, like with so many questions along this vein, the answer is it depends. It depends on a number of things. It depends on what the total of your portfolio looks like. In other words, do you already have a lot of money invested in real estate? Do you have very much in liquid investments such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, cash in the bank. So the answer is it, it depends. And, you know, it may be a great option to keep the building and keep it rented as long as, you know, as long as you can comfortably maintain a, a tenant in there and you don't mind the, the downsides of being a landlord or whatever you want to call it. But even if you said, well, yeah, that's not a problem. If you've got a lot of other assets already in real estate, which can sometimes be a very illiquid investment. You might want to consider selling the building just so that you have a, you know, an appropriate diversification between real estate and other asset classes, like I said earlier, such as stocks, bonds, insurance products, such as fixed annuities and things like that. So what we would do to help you figure out that situation based on your individual need is we would do a thorough retirement analysis where we would plug in all of your various investment vehicles as well as your things like your age, you know, whether you're married or not. If you're collecting Social Security, how much that is. If you're not, we can help you figure out when's the optimal time to collect it. But anyway, we would plug in all these various factors that would would go into your total financial picture, if you will. And then we would be in better position to help you determine based on your unique situation whether you should keep that building or sell it and invest the proceeds. So that's the best answer I could give you. Well, David, I think uh, one of the key things you said at the very beginning, it depends. It depends on a lot of different things. And hopefully Saul will give you a call and come in and have a conversation about all this. David Lee, of course, your retirement income specialist with Mach 1 Financial Group. Our next question here in the mailbag section is Marie in Pea Ridge. And Marie says she has three whole life insurance policies that were sold to her back in the 90s. Is that too many, number one? And also, do you think she should drop one or two of them? So again, here, I, you know, I hate to stay on the same thing, but the answer here again would be it depends. It depends on, for example, one of the best benefits of a whole life policy is no matter when you die, it's going to pay a death benefit and it's going to pay a tax-free death benefit. So, for example, let's say, Marie, if we knew that you were going to have a tax liability upon death, maybe you've got some large estate and you're going to have a, a death tax problem, then that might be a good argument for keeping those whole life policies. But an argument against keeping them would be if, let's say, your life situation has changed since you bought those in the 90s and Let's say you no longer have a mortgage, which you might have had back in the 90s when you first got those. Maybe you no longer have children that are dependents. If they were dependents back in the 90s, that might have changed your need for life insurance. So you very well may be at a point in life now where you don't need any life insurance or you might not need as much as you needed back in the 90s or you might still need all of it if you have a death tax problem, kind of like we talked about. So 
again, it greatly depends on your total situation. So once again, I would just recommend that you contact our office. We'll sit down. We'll do a complimentary retirement analysis. We'll plug all these factors in. And then I'd be in much better position to tell you whether you should keep those or unload those. I've um, met with plenty of people through the years that are in that situation, Marie. And sometimes the answer has been, hey, you need to keep them. Sometimes the answer has been, hey, you need to unload them. Sometimes the answer has been, you need to keep them, but you need to look at a cheaper version of the same type of policy, which is always a possibility as well. So it greatly depends on the situation. Just call our office, schedule a time, and we can talk about it. All right, Marie, thank you very much for the question. Our next question today, David, is uh, from Daniel in Bella Vista. And Daniel says, what is an appropriate guess for inflation when you're planning for retirement in the next two to three years? And does it matter if inflation is higher in early years of retirement compared to later years? Yeah, that's a great question, Daniel. And inflation is obviously a very important planning consideration that needs to be accounted for whenever you're doing any kind of retirement planning. Oftentimes, people fail to account for inflation or Perhaps they remember and they don't account enough for it. So as far as what is inflation going to be in the next few years, nobody knows. Obviously, that's uh, predicting the future. Nobody's nobody's got a crystal ball, at least not one that I've found that works yet. So we don't know what inflation is going to do over the next few years. Here's how we take our best stab at it here at Mach 1. I've referenced the retirement analysis that we do for folks. What it does is it looks at the 100-year average inflation rate and automatically applies that and uses that as the inflation factor. So I think right now we're using something like three and a quarter percent, but we can override that if you want to be more pessimistic and you want to assume a higher rate of inflation and see if your retirement portfolio would withstand a higher rate of inflation and whether you would run out of money with a higher assumed rate of inflation. We can assume we can override that three and a quarter percent assumption and we can plug in any factor that you want us to plug in to kind of stress test your retirement portfolio, so to speak. That's how we account for inflation in our retirement analysis. As far as the second part of your question, you know, does it matter if inflation is higher in the early years compared to the later years? Absolutely. Just like losses early in a retirement are more impactful compared to losses later in retirement, inflation early in retirement is more impactful than inflation later in retirement. But again, since you can't know what inflation is going to be in the future, we just have to make our best assumptions. We can assume very pessimistically and see if your portfolio would work in a very pessimistic scenario, or we can kind of use that 100-year average inflation, which is typically what we use. And we can look at both, and we could kind of compare the two alternatives. So most importantly, the most important thing to do, though, is to have your portfolio analyzed. You know, come in, set an appointment with us. We'll sit down, we'll crunch the numbers, we'll use some optimistic inflation numbers, some pessimistic inflation numbers, and then you'll have a better idea of where you stand. You're listening to the Mach 1 Market Moment with David Lee of uh, Retirement Income Specialist with uh, Mach 1 Financial Group. And one more question today, David. This is from Samantha in Rogers, 
And Samantha says, my mother has accumulated about $4 million in savings. She's lived frugally her whole life and saved a lot of her own money, but also got a nice bump in savings after the passing of two different husbands. She's still spry enough to get out and enjoy some of that money, but she's so nervous about losing it or wasting it. Would meeting with the financial advisor help her feel a little bit better about enjoying herself? And can we do something to empower her? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think, you know, unlike a lot of other answers have been, it depends. I think this one's a definite yes. I mean, definitely, I would I would say that meeting with an advisor would definitely help her feel more comfortable. In fact, I'm doing a, a seminar series right now specifically geared to women. And, and studies show that the vast majority of women, I think it's like 90% of women who work with a financial advisor, feel more confident, more comfortable about their financial future as compared to those who don't. And you kind of think about it, it makes sense if you just think about the basic differences between men and women, you know, men, when we're driving down the road and we need driving directions, although this isn't as much of a factor as it used to be now that everybody's got a GPS in their pocket, but you know, men don't typically pull over and ask for directions when they're lost. Whereas women have no problem doing that. Women are much more accepting of advice and and help than men are. And I think that's one reason why women tend to say that they have a higher level of satisfaction and a higher level of confidence in their financial future when they're working with an advisor. So yes, I would, I would say the answer to your question about whether it would make her feel better if she was working with a competent advisor. I think that's a definite yes. As far as can you do something to empower her? I, I would recommend the same course of action that we've talked about in this segment. Just give us a call or give a call to any advisor that you feel comfortable with, but give us a call. And we'll set you up for a complimentary appointment. We will uh, crunch all the numbers in that retirement analysis. And I can't tell you the number of people that have walked in the door through the years, not really having a good idea of what their financial future looked like, you know, really having a lot of fear and concern of, do I have enough money to make it last for my retirement? Am I taking enough money out to enjoy life? Am I being too conservative with my money and not enjoying it enough and just leaving a whole bunch more for my kids or grandkids to one day inherit? Or am I taking too much out and I'm going to run out of money prematurely? We can really take a lot of that uncertainty out of the equation for you just by sitting down with us for an hour or so. We can really answer a lot of those questions and take away a lot of that uncertainty. And I can't tell you the number of times over the years where I've done that, where people walked out of the door saying, man, I am really glad I came in here. I walked in here with a lot of uncertainty and I'm walking out with a lot of confidence and feeling like I've got a path to run on. So that's definitely probably the best thing you can do to help her feel more comfortable and empower her is have her come in, set up a a complimentary appointment. We'll do that complimentary analysis. And I think that'll make her feel a lot better. A lot of those folks probably wondering why in the world they didn't do it sooner. You bet. I get that all the time. Yep, yep, exactly. 479-876-2100. That is 479-876-2100 is your number to call to make that happen. Come in and have a conversation with David Lee at Mach 1 Financial Group, and you will feel better when you walk out as well. David Lee, of course, retirement income planning specialist at Mach 1 Financial Group, serving Northwest Arkansas. You can find him online at Mach1Financial.com. But again, that phone number is 479 479- 879-876-2100. David Lee, Mach 1 Financial Group. This is the Mach 1 Market Moment.
Advisory services offered through Fusion Capital Management, which is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not imply that the advisor has achieved a particular level of skill or ability. Please consult your financial advisor as many financial and insurance products have associated fees. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.